Over the last several years, there have been a variety of circumstances that allowed people to consider public health as a potential career path. Public health is quite unique in that it's a broad field, but generally speaking, there are things people can expect when working in the field. In this episode, we'll be talking about some things to consider before pursuing a career in public health. This is the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. My name is LaShawn, your host for this episode, alongside my co-host and best friend, Gordon Thane. So what are we talking about today, Skip? In a previous episode, we talked about some reasons people should consider pursuing a career in public health. Mm Mm-hmm. But we thought it wouldn't be right. We wouldn't be doing our due diligence, essentially, if we didn't also present the other side of the disc, the CDs. I don't I Side think B? Yeah, side B. Some okay. of you might be too young to know about CDs, those things that you would put in a, like a disc player and things like that. Mm. But um, Walkmans. Yeah, the Walkmans. Walkmans was a cassette thing, though. No, what are you talking yeah. about? Walkmans was a cassette. No, let, let me Google this real quick. Hold yeah. on. Walk, because I used to have a Sony Walkman thing. Walkman, yeah. Sony CD. Hold on. No. Yeah, bro. No, Walkman was a d- cassette, and Discman was a discs. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. but like I have a picture here from Best Buy where you can still buy it. And Hold it on. calls Walkman. It's called here. Walkman. Okay, maybe it was a Jamaican thing then. I guess. I don't know. Anyways, it looks so like a fire alarm. <laughs> it looks like a fire alarm. All right, so. Based on that, let's get right into it. Mm. So we're talking about reasons you shouldn't pursue a career in public health. Mm. Okay. So reason number one, Mm -hmm. if you are looking for excessive amounts of money. Gordon. I mean, what's excessive? Okay. Let's let's talk about that. To define, right? Let's talk about that though. Because oftentimes when people are thinking about a career they obviously have practical considerations for their family, themselves, what they want in the future. And they want to also have an idea of would this career be able to support a given lifestyle? So in general, if I were to ask you to give me a range, which includes beginner level, entry level positions to more executive level positions in public health, what would you tell me? Mm, that's a big range. It's a big range. Yeah. Or... Maybe so in Canadian dollars. Yeah. Maybe you're talking about forty thousand mm-hmm. to two hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually gonna say something similar. And the high end is always going to involve either consultancy and some type of senior position there, but more than likely some government or public health official that occupies a very, very senior level in leadership. Mm -hmm. So that's that high end is not for everybody. And nor does anyone, there might be people who have no aspirations to pursue that. So this is just to contextualize that if you do want to make 
a lot of money being over 200,000 Canadian in public health, you're likely going to only do so if you're in a leadership, very senior leadership position for over a decade. Yeah. And to add to that too, it's not easy to get to that level, right? There's a lot of considerations like additional educations. A lot of the folks in those leadership positions, they have MD, PhDs, et cetera, MBAs. So like it depends. And of course, it could even go past 250,000 depending on some of your qualifications and your previous professional line. Exactly. So in general, uh, that would be the range. So uh, if that's excessive to you or if it's not excessive to you, that's for you to to think about but uh, just to set expectations uh, that's what it is and also just to say that getting a career that's in that higher range is difficult for sure yeah and it's not the majority of people yeah yeah and I guess what we're getting at too there are other careers that you can take Mm -hmm. uh, that may be less costly that can give you the same amount of money for if you match up years of experience so Mm -hmm. If you're driven primarily by the income that you make, that this might be something you need to consider before doing it. There's a balance between how much you make in public health and the satisfaction that you get from your work. So if you can convert that satisfaction you get from your work into a dollar amount and put it on top of your salary, then that's where the value comes, but not Mm -hmm. in the salary in of itself. Mm -hmm. Cool. So the next reason is if you are only interested in the treatment of individuals what does that mean gordon i believe this point is getting to the fact that when we talk about the health system Mm -hmm. you have frontline workers who are directly interacting with patients and clients right and maybe providing direct care Mm -hmm. having conversations with those individuals yeah and being able to hear from them thank you so much LaShawn Mm -hmm. what you did last week was really helpful and now my children are better when you're working in public health there are not as many opportunities to be involved in direct client care especially if you do not have a background a clinical background some people with clinical backgrounds are still involved in direct care with patients even though they're in public health but This is just to get to the fact that if you are driven by that positivity that you get from the people that you're serving and you like hearing it directly from them in terms of how much your work has benefited them, in public health, you're more removed from that. Speaking from personal experience, sometimes it feels like you're in an abyss. Not to trivialize the analogy, but for this podcast, we don't know 99% maybe of the people listen to it and we don't know how it's impacted their life or not. So it's public health is like that. Mm -hmm. You believe you're doing good work, you're trying to measure it, but you really don't know how it's impacting people at the individual level. Unfortunately, a lot of times we are reduced to looking at statistics and epidemiology. Did the burden of disease change? And then that's our work that's done. Did we make a dent in the higher rates of diabetes? If that went down, we did our job, but we're not really hearing from the people who we helped. So if you value hearing from the people that you help, there are opportunities to do so, focus groups, things Mm -hmm. like that. And maybe you're in, again, you have a clinical background, but in general, that's not part of the scope of the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in line with that is when we're talking about public health, 
we're talking about populations and when you're talking about populations there's so many associated structures programs policies that we have to think in conjunction with that we have to think about the social determinants of health we need to talk about how different institutional structures provide support for different communities and how that overall affects the health of those communities so it's a much of a larger larger scale picture of health in one's community or mm-hmm. one's life so that's right. kind of that point right 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 exactly so if you aren't necessarily mm-hmm. interested in the other factors like LaShawn said that can determine someone's ability to be healthy and you are interested in helping people who are already sick yeah. and you get satisfaction from that mostly then i would caution you to consider public health because public health is to a large degree the opposite of that mm-hmm. okay so let's get into the third reason why you should not pursue a career in public health is if you don't like teamwork collaboration or advocacy let's touch on that advocacy point Mm, What's that about? We had a conversation with Dr. Gary Aslanian in a podcast. I think it was called Working Within the Complexities of Global Health. Mm -hmm. And what he said was one of his colleagues mentioned to him that the P in public health is for politics. Mm -hmm. So politics, politicking, political advocacy come with public health. And here's why. In public health, we talk about the different ladders of intervention. So you have downstream things where you're working on uh, maybe the individual level and the interpersonal and the community level. And for the most long-term sustainable change, you are talking about advocating for policy changes. So if you're talking about poverty line and income disparities, You're talking about policies like a basic living wage, uh, something like that, which requires significant political advocacy because you're looking at the evidence. Then you have to communicate that to policymakers. They have to get buy-in from their constituents. And this can be a long process. That being said, not everyone is involved at this level. So depending on your role in public health, you're involved in advocacy to varying degrees, right? So health promotion, you're probably going to be involved in a lot of advocacy. And some types of research you may not be, but the ultimate goal of public health research or of public health work is to create programs that enhance the health of populations and or drives policy change to favor more positive health outcomes. So if that's too much of a complicated <clears throat> web of processes that you're not really fond of, then this is something that you should think long and hard about before pursuing public health. Exactly. And consider this. A lot of the funding that gets directed into public health often comes from the different governments that are in place. Mm -hmm. So if the government decides to cut funding, Mm -hmm. how are you going to respond and react to that? That is having some political acuity and being able to navigate the systems and anticipate different risks that can happen to your public health programming. And one thing that's inevitable, they say the two certainties in life are death Death, and taxes. Taxes and JV's threes. JV's threes threes (laughs) is one of them. But another one of them too, in a democracy, 
is election cycles. Mm-hmm. So there's different ideologies, political ideologies, different priorities. So if you're working in public health, there is that fear every time there's a cycle that your program could be impacted. So this causes stress for two different reasons. First reason being you are concerned as a well-doing public health professional if you're going to be able to support your community because you rely on that funding Mm -hmm. and you're doing great work. The second one is job security. Mm -hmm. So in addition to losing funding for your program, you might also lose your position in that program as well, and that can cause a great deal of stress and anxiety. So these factors also play a role in what your decision-making should be in whether you pursue public health or not. Let me caveat that by saying that I don't imagine that this is something that's a sweeping thing and it affects a large proportion of people in public health. But oftentimes, if you're working at the very grassroots level and you're trying to make change from the bottom up, these are the layers of complexities that you're going to be working in and you'd have to accept those risks and operate within that. Exactly. And just to touch on the teamwork collaboration point as well, teamwork and collaboration is essential in public health. We always like saying we don't want to keep these silos. We want to Mm. break them down, collaborate, communicate with others, because alone you can go fast, but together we can go farther. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. So teamwork, Lashan, let's Mm. talk about that. Okay. I believe that it might be different now so maybe again i'm a dinosaur dating myself in undergrad there wasn't a lot of teamwork opportunities for me proportional to what it was when i did my masters right this can reaffirm people's desire to work alone so Mm -hmm. especially in your situation with marks LaShawn, how much did you get on that test Mm -hmm. how much did you get in an assignment you believe that you're competent and you'd rather not be held back by other people mm-hmm. and you'd rather do things yourself. If you're that type of person and maybe you haven't evolved away from that, you will experience difficulties mm-hmm. going into public health because like LaShawn said, going alone, you can go fast, <laughs> but I would say going alone gets you nowhere in, mm-hmm. in public health. So not even going fast. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you'd be very challenged with in public health. Of course, there's certain aspects of your role that you do independently, Mm -hmm. right? There's certain, and then your quality can be reflected in that. But invariably, to address any kind of health outcome or operate any kind of program, develop any kind of project, you must work with other people. And this can be very frustrating at times, Mm -hmm. right? So even for the people that enjoy it, it's frustrating. So you just need to expect that's the environment that you're going into. If you're going to choose public health. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the fourth reason why you shouldn't pursue a career in public health is if you're only looking to get credit or recognition from people or populations you serve. What does that exactly mean, Gordon? I won't get all the attention I want for doing something good? Yeah, and then I think someone said this better than me. Dr. Greg Martin had Mm -hmm. a very nice quote, but essentially... Public health operates in the shadows. It can be very thankless work. And you might be committing a lot of your time and energy and it's emotional, right? So you're talking about something like substance use. These are people's family and children dying from 
something like a street supply laced with fentanyl and other contaminants. And it can be very emotional to work in that space. Mm-hmm. And it, you're doing a lot of this great work and you're not even hearing from those people that benefit from your interventions of, about how much it's impacted their lives. So there's a bit of an imbalance between the burden that you take on as a professional and how much connection you have to the people who are benefiting from it. And that can take a toll on people. Yeah, well said. I think you you eloquently said that. And again, your efforts translate into people who don't get sick, hospitals that aren't fully occupied and turn people away. Those are preventative efforts. And like Gordon mm-hmm. said, oftentimes you won't know the people that you help. Mm-hmm. Okay? But know this, that as a public health professional, you are making a difference. You just don't know who you're helping. Mm. Awesome. Okay. And the final reason why you should not pursue a career in public health is if you're looking for a very defined professional scope. Tell me about that. Professional scope. Again, going back to a certain career where you pursue dentistry, nursing, By the very nature of those professions, you have regulatory bodies that define what the scope of practice is. That's not to say that they can't get involved in other work, but when they're practicing as a nurse or a dentist, these are the protocols or guidelines to follow. Mm -hmm. Okay, In public health, not so much. There are core competencies that you're expected to strive towards that drive a lot of the work, but there is uh, professional variety in that. So if you want to do a specific thing there are opportunities to do that there are specialized roles in public health will give you an opportunity to have a more defined professional scope Mm -hmm. but in general with that professional scope comes other aspects of your work as well so you're talking about teamwork you're talking about maybe some advocacy you may be talking about some communication knowledge translation and if you like doing the research but you don't enjoy communicating about it that's something that public health really needs from people so this can be a barrier for you to realize your full potential if you're not dynamic in three or four dimensional in this sense Mm -hmm. so if you're looking to essentially what the what they say these days stay in your lane Mm -hmm. public health may not be the right thing for you Mm -hmm. yeah well said gordon did you want to add anything else no did you what do you think about professional scope i know you are someone who has enjoyed variety of maybe learning about knowledge translation, then challenging yourself to learn something else or master something else. What's that aspect for you? I know other people who may not have those personal characteristics may not mm-hmm. value that, but I know you do. Yeah, when we're talking about, I think the reason why I like this undefined professional scope aspect of public health is because you could really play with a bunch of different toolkits mm-hmm. and have your own paintbrushes and you could essentially do what you want, which I really enjoy. And so, yeah, getting involved in project management, getting involved in digital marketing, getting involved in public health, getting involved in global health, the list goes on. You could incorporate a bunch of these different skills and strategies to enhance your public health practice, which is something that I really very much enjoy doing. Graphic design, video editing, those are all things that I bring as a collective into public health. And One of the terms I really like within the space, especially we always call it so broad and dynamic, is this idea of generalized specialists. So being someone who's good at and very good at a bunch of different things 
rather than just focusing on one thing. And I think that speaks loudly for the breadth of public health and the need for those different skills Gordon is mentioning. All right. So I think that was a great discussion. And as a recap, the five reasons that we talked about today for not to pursue a career in public health is if you're looking for excessive amounts of money, if you're only interested in the treatment of individuals, if you don't like teamwork, collaboration, and advocacy, if you're only looking to get credit or recognition from the people you serve, and finally, if you're looking for a defined professional scope. This is LaShawn, and we're out. See you in the next one. Oh, I forgot to mention Gordon. Gordon's here as well, and we're both out. Peace. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.